Shalom, and welcome to the Segula Discussion Podcast, the show where we discuss how discipleship to Messiah Yeshua informs our choices and actions in everyday life. My name is Ben Frostad, and with me today is my wife Daria. Our conversation today is going to be about conspiracy theories, Ooh. part two. So last time we started talking about like how to define conspiracy theories and um, some of the psychology behind conspiracy theories. Uh, today we want to continue that conversation. Yeah. So I have a fun question for you, Ben. What is your earliest memory of a conspiracy theory? Huh. You know, I think the earliest that comes to mind is, well, I don't know if, does Y2K count? <laughs> um, no. uh, after after Y2K, the earliest ones that come to mind are were related to 9-11. Um, yeah. I can't remember offhand any before that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big one. For me, mine would be, would go back to a little bit before 9-11. And I remember watching a video about FEMA camps. I was a young teenager then. And my family was part of a very conservative home fellowship at the time. And I remember watching this video with some people and learning about these FEMA camps that the United States government was preparing. And it was kind of in the context of that this would be used against Christians in like an end time persecution. And so I remember watching that and feeling, I remember the, the sense of wonder at it at the same time mixed with fear and feeling like, wow, like we know about this secret stuff. Hmm. So it gave and, you, it uh, gave you a sense of having this insider knowledge. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's funny because now every so often I see people mention FEMA camps on mm. social media, like it's this new thing, and it's like, yeah, I remember hearing about that in the '90s, like <laughs> back when the internet was brand new or maybe it was even before the internet was used much yeah yeah that's interesting yeah um yeah I, I mean last time we talked a bit about how what's the difference between a conspiracy theory and a legitimate conspiracy right, right? because because there are times where what is considered to be a conspiracy theory turns out to be true and then right. okay i guess it's not a and conspiracy theory i don't want to say this thing about fema camps is not true or is true like but is it more likely to be true or less likely to be true right yeah yeah, yeah it's kind of at this point at least for you and i it's unfalsifiable like right. how are we going to do primary research to discover what are these camps and what is their real purpose and yeah. what might they be used for in the future like right like how would we know yeah. Um, exactly. You know, maybe there are experts out there who would be able to look into that, but mm -hmm. it's beyond our personal ability. So, mm -hmm. and that's one of the characteristics of a conspiracy theory is that it's unfalsifiable right. and you kind of uh, sh take shelter behind that fact. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but, but yeah, there are, there are some conspiracy theories that so-called that turn out to be, turn out to be true. Right. right. And so uh, the answer uh at least what we're pr promoting in this podcast is not necessarily saying uh, 
offhand dismissal, all conspiracy theories are bunk. Right. Stop that. Believe in science. Believe in... Just believe what the mainstream news tells you guys. Right. (laughs) You know, and, and like as believers we're already at odds with a lot of things in the mainstream, right? Right. We believe the Bible is true. That is not a mainstream narrative. Exactly. And so, um, yeah, but but at the same time, there's there's a balance here, right? Because it's easy on the one hand to be gullible about what the media says or whatever source says, Mm -hmm. right? But it's also easy to be gullible about what non-mainstream sources say. Yeah. It's also easy to be global about what random guy on YouTube says. Yeah, exactly. So so it's it's a little bit ironic how sometimes uh, people are drawn into conspiracy theories out of this sense of not wanting to be gullible, mm-hmm. but they end up being gullible towards other sources. Yes, it's and, ironic, isn't it? Yeah, and so, so it's one... I, I think, you know, people who want to be skeptical about everything... By all means, go for yeah. it, right? But but don't... Um, what concerns me is when people use a different standard for different types of sources, yes. right? They're really yeah. skeptical towards um, what a main news uh, company says, but then they're really gullible towards a random guy on YouTube sitting in his basement making his own videos, right? Right, right. So we, we need to have discernment as believers, Exactly. Yeah, there needs to be that balance. Yeah. Now, um, uh, why don't you bring up which yeah. one? Yeah. So, you know, so there are some legitimate examples of conspiracy theories that turned out to be true. And so there's two that I can think of uh, right now. And so one of them is um, I was born in Poland and my parents grew up in communist Poland that was occupied by the Soviets. And so it's interesting because it's interesting to hear their stories of what it was like living under communism. And mm-hmm. so one one interesting piece of history that I've learned about, and there's actually a movie been made about it too, and it's that um, during the Soviet rule over Poland, there was this event that happened that's called Katyn, which is where the Soviets took some of the best uh, that the scholars and scientists and professors and things like that from Poland and they drove them out to this place called Katyn and they murdered them they mass murdered it was like hundreds of people that they killed there and so it was a terrible tragedy and when my parents were growing up in Poland uh, most people in Poland knew that this happened but they weren't allowed to talk about it, um, mm. and it was it was just basically illegal to ever bring it up. And in school, they would never teach it. In school, they taught uh, Soviet propaganda, and there were all these things that like parents would tell their kids and be like, "Hey, this is this is true. You know, this is what the Russians did." Um, but it was just outright denied by the mainstream at that time, which was a wow. controlled propaganda, right? Now that system has fallen apart, and it is true that this tragedy happened, and it's accepted, and it's accepted now. right now, right in in his in mainstream history, mm. and so you know that was that at that time that was a conspiracy theory that the government took and killed some of our you know smartest people, right? 
you know, that sounds like a conspiracy theory, but it was true. It really happened. Right. Yeah. And so in another one, similar one that I think of is when I was in university, I had a friend who was from China and she had, she had immigrated, she had come from China um, recently, she and her husband. And so one time I was talking with her and, and um, I mentioned, like, I wanted to hear what she thought about Tiananmen Square and what happened there. And she was kind of surprised to hear that. And she's like, I don't know. She says, you know, like, um, some people think that that massacre really happened. And some people think that it didn't really happen. And like, she kind of made it sound like it's one of those things that you you, you don't really know. Wow. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so no one can know for sure. Yeah. That, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 And, and so in both of those instances, it's, a government that I would consider evil mm-hmm. that is um, covering up mm-hmm. very diabolical events. Yeah. So, right? so yes, uh, governments can absolutely lie to their own people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And of course, we'd like to think, well, that, that would never happen here. Mm-hmm. But, but right. you know, how, how do we know for sure? So, yeah. Um, you know, it shouldn't be a surprise to us that there is corruption in places of power. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you look at uh, look at what Yeshua has to say about uh, authority and um, how right. the Gentiles lord it over one another. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you, all you have to do is look at history and all the power-hungry maniacs that have wreaked havoc on different societies and and then tried to cover it up and right um, absolute power brings absolute corruption exactly yeah well even uh recently we read the the story of david and bathsheba yeah that was a conspiracy yeah right he committed a crime he killed uriah or had him killed and then tried to cover it all up Mm mm-hmm Right. And you can imagine the citizens of Jerusalem. Yeah. Like the whispers. Like, hey, I heard that David like purposely killed, got Uriah killed. Right. Some be like, no, he wouldn't do that. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and then you have to think of the courage that the prophet Nathan had to come and confront David. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, for, I mean, he could have been killed for that. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he came as a prophet in the name of the Lord to share this message from God mm-hmm. and um, by God's grace, David repented mm-hmm. and we have that recorded in our Bible now, but you know, things like that have happened all, all over throughout history mm-hmm. and ha- the cover-ups have never been uh, adequately exposed. I mean, right. or how do we know, right? right? How would we ever know for sure? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there, there are legitimate, um, there are legitimate conspiracies there are legitimate examples of governments uh, acting not in the best interests of the people that they are governing. Yeah. And, and yeah, people in places of power and authority using that power for their own selfish ends. That's, these things happen over and over again throughout history. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, though, I think it's important to recognize that there are some potential dangers that can come with an over-focus, an over-emphasis on 
conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. right? So we have to look at like what what is this doing to us um, formatively, right? Mm-hmm. As believers, how how are these sorts of things affecting us um, when we're delving into uh, non-mainstream sources or, or even mainstream sources, right? Like what, what, what are the things that we're focusing on and how is that affecting us? Yeah, well, it can be, it can cause a lot of fear and anxiety or depression. Yeah. Well, so, so yeah, exactly. Like what's the fruit, right? Right. Is there good mm-hmm. fruit or is there bad fruit? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something we need to ask about anything that we're imbibing, anything that we're absorbing into ourselves, consuming, yeah. if you want to call yeah. it that, right? I mean, I think like these days you hear a lot about anxiety and people struggling with it and you see more and more people coming out and and talking openly about their struggles with mental health and with anxiety and it makes me wonder like um I'm not a psychologist here or anything but it does make you wonder how much of it is related to our consumption of social media right. and reading so much negative things and bad news and fear-mongering Uh, on both sides you know right and left you know um and that kind of stuff constant day by day is just that that can't be good for your mental health right yeah so um there's a couple things that i think are uh potential bad fruit yeah from focusing too much on conspiracies uh one is that i think Conspiracy theories sometimes give human institutions too much credit, hmm. right? Like, especially when you get into uh, some of the secret societies and and the idea that all the, you know, say uh, all the elections are just a sham, but there's really people behind the scenes that mm-hmm. are putting, you know, whoever they want yeah. in authority. And, uh, right, like you can, you, there are some some conspiracy theories that get really deep into things like that in the bible it's clear that god is the ultimate authority yes right he's the one that has ultimate control over everything including sovereignty over political figures right Mm -hmm. raising and lowering kingdoms and thrones Mm -hmm. right god is the one who raises up kings and he's the one who brings them down he's the one who raises up empires and he's the one who brings them down yeah and and so what happens when we attribute to these secret societies what the bible attributes to god right are we making these secret organizations out to be god yeah, that's God forbid point. that we do that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or even things like the weather, right? Mm-hmm. According to Jeremiah, uh, God controls the weather. Yes. According to the Torah, God's the one who brings Israel the rain in its season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, uh, I mean, yeah, there are some scientific ways that, you know, people can... Um, like cloud seeding, for example, where they can uh, hasten the precipitation of rain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are things that we've, as as humans, have uh, come up with ways of manipulating the world around us so that we can, you know, affect mm-hmm. the weather in certain ways. But yeah. but it starts to get scary when you attribute too much power yes. to evil organizations yeah. or to the government, yeah. right? Um, and thinking that there's 
these powers behind what's going on. Yeah. So what do we do when conspiracy theories contradict the Bible in that sense? Right. Which one are we going to believe? <laughs> the Bible. Right. right. Yeah. Um, another one that I have thought of before, too, is we need to be careful about what we say um, because we don't want to be involved in slander. Yeah. You know, like I think um, sometimes hearing a, a conspiracy theory and things things like that, that you can't, you know, if you, don't, if you don't know for sure if it's true and it's... Well, especially when it's like about a particular individual, right, like a political exactly. figure you know, or like, something. Like I remember seeing this shared on social media and, and it was even shared by believers. It was about a certain political leader. Um, it was about our prime minister and that it, it was claiming that he's the illegitimate son of a different political leader. And so it was saying, you know, like his family was friends with this other family. And don't you think he kind of looks like this other guy? And it was kind of claiming as fact that he's the illegitimate son of this other political leader. And I thought like I, I was really it, it bothered me to see people sharing that because I thought if that's not true, then that's a lie. Mm-hmm. Then that's bearing false witness against your neighbor. It's slander. It's gossip. It's Lashon Hara. It's... That's breaking one of the Ten Commandments. It's breaking one of the Ten Commandments. So, like, are you 100% sure? Do you have, you know, irrefutable evidence about this for, you know, to sh- to share that? So, I think we need to really think before we share things like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, we have to guard our words. I mean, whether it's on social media or not, we have to uh, be careful of what comes out of our mouth, right? Because exactly. Because we'll be judged for that. Yeah. You know, Yeshua says that we're going to be held accountable for every idle word that we say. Right. Right. And I think that applies to and when we're sharing social, social media. Yeah, when we share things on social media, we share it with hundreds of people. Right. So maybe we should paraphrase that verse for for today to say God will hold you to account for every idle social media post that you make. Right. Yeah. Um I mean those are those are words that we are putting out there too, right? Yeah. Um yeah. And so I mean this is not just about conspiracy theories either. It's like anything mm-hmm. that you're posting on mm-hmm. social media, anything that you're putting out there for others to consume or to see yeah. or your yeah. words. Yeah. Are are uh, are powerful and can have effects, good or bad, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. will be held accountable yeah. for that. And you know, and like another thing too, like I I'm not a big fan of our current prime minister. There's a lot of things I disagree with him about, but even so, you have to be careful. You can't share things that are lies, or you can't share things that you can't verify like that about him. You know, attacking him, you know, his person, right? Right. It doesn't justify. Yeah. Like you can say, right, you know, you can say like, well, I don't like our prime minister making this decision. I disagree with him about this or that, but. Yeah. Or I mean, even if you don't like him at all as a person, right? (laughs) Right. Like there's, it's still not an excuse for, for false testimony. Yeah. You know, as believers, we shouldn't go that route. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think to an unhealthy uh, consumption of conspiracy theories can hinder our ability to think critically. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, well, I guess first I should ask, what does it mean to think critically in a good sense of the term? Conspiracy theorists tend to argue that most of the, gener the general population fails uh, to think critically, mm -hmm. right? But sometimes, you know, we don't always realize the way that we're gullible in other in other areas, right? Mm -hmm. And and like I said before, you know, it's easy to paint mainstream media as all corrupt, and then you know, and I'm going to be discerning. I'm not going to just get sucked into what these people say, but then you get sucked into what someone else says right. instead. You get you're gullible about a different set of info sources. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's hard. Like we talked about last time, who do you trust? Mm -hmm. these how do you know who to trust? How do you know what's true? Mm -hmm. How do you how do you know? Um, yeah, whether something a news uh, thing that you see is is true or false, how would you ever verify it personally? Right, or like even with science, you know, you hear people saying, "Well, the science is settled about this or that." Mm -hmm. But even looking at science, you know, I remember watching this documentary put on by CBC. Okay, so CBC left his source and they did a this documentary about um, baby powder and women who use baby powder, how it was linked to certain types of cancers. And it went on to prove how it was linked to cancer, but it was showing how hard of a battle it was with the Johnson & Johnson company that mm. insisted it, their baby powder was not linked to cancer. And so Johnson & Johnson hired their scientists, and their scientists came out saying, well, according to their studies, there is no link between the baby powder and cancer. And then other, other scientists said there is a link between that and can cancer, the ones that weren't paid by the company, right? So, like, scientists can prove... E different <laughs> viewpoints right <laughs> science doesn't say anything i mean no. si science is a methodology exactly right? it's, it's not a uh set of facts right right science is how we approach yeah. the observable universe around us and um and then we come to conclusions and so right. you can come to a wide variety of conclusions all using the scientific method exactly um right? Long especially, ago, especially if there is a monetary incentive. Yeah. You know, and long ago, <laughs> scientists were saying fat is bad. You know, you, you should eat low fat. And then and now there's scientists saying fat is good. And there's scientists who say eating meat is bad. And scientists who say eating meat is healthy. Yeah. So you, you can't just blanket statements say scientists say this. This is what science says. You know, the thing about the internet is... The internet has more information in it right now than any physical library on earth could ever hold. Mm, that's crazy. And most, the majority of that information is false. Mm. Have you verified that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't, uh, but, <laughs> okay. but no, I mean, think about it. Yeah. Like, like, and especially from a biblical standpoint, mm -hmm. right? Especially for those of us who believe the Bible yeah, is true. That, yeah, the yeah, majority right. of the information on mm -hmm. the internet is false mm -hmm. and so and so are I, we spending... I read that on an online blog by the way oh okay well oh. But it must be true then. yeah but um yeah and so like are we spending more time uh consuming that than we are consuming truth right and mm -hmm. and, and where is the ultimate source of truth right. it's it, it's, it's in god's, god's word. word yeah so um yeah where are we spending our time that's a good that's a good point so yeah we talked last time about 
how conspiracy theories are unfalsifiable mm-hmm. and uh, you can't test them as right or wrong. Yeah. Um, and so that, you know, it can lead to a decrease in critical thinking. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, it's one thing to say, well, these are theories and no one will ever know for sure. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we start saying that about things that we should be able to know for sure about. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and, and that can be a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. In some ways, conspiracy theories function like an alternative gospel. Yeah. Even though the gospel is good news and conspiracy theories usually <laughs> aren't good news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> usually it's bad news. But but there's, you know, we mentioned this briefly last time, there's almost this Gnostic element, right? Mm-hmm. It creates this inner circle and, and you're drawn into it because you get to have this knowledge that the average person doesn't have. And you want to tell everyone about it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's ironic, uh, though, is that conspiracy theories tend to play on a certain kind of naivety. Mm-hmm. And... It's one thing to be skeptical towards mainstream sources, but are we going to be skeptical towards non-mainstream sources just as much, right? The idea that you can attain whatever it is through through this special knowledge, Mm -hmm. right? It's it's like an alternative to to the good news Mm -hmm. that we have through God's word. Yeah, and I think you know another negative thing about. Uh, possible negative fruit about conspiracy theories is that they can harm or taint our Christian witness. Hmm. No, especially if they're the kind of conspiracy theories where, you know, you're claiming as fact that um, certain things are going on behind the scenes and this is going to happen. And what if that doesn't happen? Making predictions. Yeah. And so, you know, if um, if your unbelieving friends and family see you talking like that, like it's a fact, and then how can they believe you when you share the gospel with them, or you, when you share about Yeshua or about the Bible with them? Right. Yeah. It. Uh, that that's really serious because. And it makes the whole body of Messiah yeah, look bad. Yeah. I think another potential negative fruit of conspiracy theories is that they can blind us to the blessings that we have. Yes. Um, so, you know, in most of us in North America are incredibly blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, we are just by virtue of where we live, mm-hmm. um, far more affluent than, well, for sure, far more affluent than most of humanity throughout most of human history. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you think through most of history, the majority of people have been incredibly poor. Mm-hmm. And even today, poverty is, you know, all over the place. But those of us in, uh, in North America, by and large, mm-hmm. are very blessed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes conspiracy theories have the effect of blinding us to that or, or flat out denying that. Yeah. Right. Claiming that, no, that's all that's all an illusion we're yeah. really enslaved, we're yeah. really, you know, persecuted, we're, mm-hmm. we're this and that. Um, this persecution complex, mm-hmm. right? Right. And and I think believers can be prone to that, right? Mm-hmm. We, we feel a sense of discrimination mm-hmm. uh, that our values are not being upheld mm-hmm. by 
the society around us or, or definitely not by the government. And so we feel that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's easy to feel like we're this marginalized, uh, persecuted minority. But if you take that too far, if you start articulating that too strongly, that we are persecuted, uh, that's kind of an insult to those who are going through real persecution in other yeah, countries. Absolutely. To, you know, all the believers around the world that are uh, facing severe hardships mm-hmm. because of the fact that they believe in Yeshua. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a victim mentality, mm-hmm. right? It is. Instead of counting our blessings, instead of praising God and thanking God for all the good things that we have, we just sit around complaining, feeling like we're so hard done by. Right. Right. And we have actually so much freedom. So another uh, bad fruit, I think, potential bad fruit, and we touched on this already a little bit, is how conspiracy theories are driven by fear. Right. And encourage us to live in fear. Right. And so, you know, every conspiracy out there to one extent or another is an invitation to us to fear. Yeah. An invitation to be afraid of something. Mm -hmm. And how many of those invitations can you say yes to before you're overtaken by fear that is drowning your relationship with God? Right. Right? He's the one we're to fear. Right. And living in constant fear is... Uh, fear does have its appropriate moments, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. mean, God gave us as humans uh, emotions like fear mm-hmm. for, for a legitimate reason. Yeah. You know, there's a, a tornado coming towards you. Mm-hmm. It's a legitimate response to be afraid of that right. and to want to get to a place of shelter. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's it's uh, life-preserving. And And... And there are um, situations in our society today where, you know, for example, uh, with certain uh, certain decisions being made in the political sphere mm-hmm. that we as believers disagree with, and uh, there's a place to stand up right. and um, and address these issues. But mm-hmm. but to live in this constant fear about things that you can do nothing about. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ultimately, it boils down to a lack of trust in God. Mm-hmm. Who's in control, right? Like I, we were talking about before. Is it is God the one in control or is it, quote unquote, them? Right, right. The, them, that's behind everything. Yeah, whoever them is. Yeah. So we have to, um, we have to watch what it is that we're fearing. And, and you know, like you talked about also, the, just the anxiety and and uh depression and other social um other uh psychological um mental health issues these are these are all uh serious things right? yeah and i think uh conspiracy theories can really play can into definitely that. feed feed that for sure mm-hmm. the last bad fruit that i think conspiracy theories can lead to and this is probably the most important one. They can distract us from keeping the main thing, the mm-hmm. main thing. Yeah. Right? Majoring on the minors. Mm-hmm. 
our focus needs to be on Yeshua, right? And it's so easy. There's so much out there screaming Mm -hmm. for our attention, for Mm -hmm. us to take our focus off Yeshua and focus on these other things. Mm -hmm. And and conspiracy theories are among them, right? Mm -hmm. Um, When... You know, really, as believers, what do we want to be known for? Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, are, do we want to be known for adhering to all these non-mainstream theories? Mm-hmm. Do, no. we, do we want to be known as the ones who are always into um, coming up with alternative explanations for things that take place? Right. That shouldn't be our reputation. Right. Yeah. And so, you know... We have a mission, we have a commission Mm -hmm. from Yeshua to go out and make disciples. We have a commission to uh, share his word with others. Mm -hmm. And if we're just sitting around with this victim mentality, you know, as this persecuted remnant who is so self-absorbed in our own problems and imagined problems that are out there in the world that we can't get up and have a positive witness to people then we've lost the battle already. Mm-hmm. As followers of Yeshua, we need to be really careful what we allow into our minds and hearts. The things that we learn, that we think about and meditate on, affect us either for the good or for the bad. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Conspiracy theories can be a distraction, a distraction from our true love for Yeshua uh, distraction from having our focus on God and his word from getting out there and getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like it, you know, it takes away from, it, it distracts from real problems too. Like not long ago, several months ago, uh, there was a trend of sharing conspiracy theories about human trafficking and human trafficking is a real issue. It's a real problem, but these stories were so outlandish um, and it took away the focus from real ways that you could help human trafficking victims and be able to spot human trafficking. Well, and like people felt like by sharing this post on Facebook, I am helping to fight human trafficking. Right. When there Um. are real people (laughs) out there fighting human trafficking and, and you're not doing anything, you're just sitting... Yeah, you know, like if you want to help help in the cause of human trafficking, you should find an organization that's in your city or in your area that's involved in doing something locally to help combat human trafficking. And that will go a lot further than sharing posts on social media. Right. So the message is instead of sitting there learning about conspiracy theories, get up and do something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that might be a more productive use of our time. Yeah. So just to kind of wrap all this up, you know, again, the point here is we're not arguing for or against specific theories. The, the fact that corruption exists among people with power shouldn't be a surprise to us, right? Right. But a steady diet of this stuff, I want to argue, is not edit- edifying. It may feel empowering in the moment. Yeah. But I don't think... We can live off this stuff. No. This is not the good, nourishing food of it's God's like word. It's junk food. It's junk food. <laughs> yeah. That's right. 
a steady uh, of course a steady diet of the mainstream narrative is not any no healthier, no and, right? and i don't want that to be taken that way that you're just supposed to believe what the mainstream news tells you and not question it right yeah no. but again but what the point is not to focus on all the crazy other stories right right like, and, and again the point is what does we as believers want to be known for yeah our focus should be on the things that really matter yeah yeah do we want to be known as the ones who get are always getting swept away by every non-mainstream theory or do we want to be known by our love for yeshua and for others right and by you know the fruits of the spirit in our lives yes by having peace and having joy you know during a time when there is upheaval in the world right i want to end off here with paul's words to the philippians in philippians 4 6 to 8 do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in messiah yeshua Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So this is the kind of stuff that we're supposed to fill our minds with. Right. With that, we're going to wrap up our conversation for this time. The Segula Discussion Podcast is brought to you by Segula.net. Our goal is to cast a vision for a healthy and mature Messianic Torah movement and deal with issues that affect our everyday lives as disciples of Yeshua. If you have suggestions for topics that we should discuss on this show, send us an email at feedback at Segula.net. Whether you are Messianic, Christian, Torah observant, or whatever lingo you prefer, we hope this conversation has been a blessing to you, and together may we all become a glorious people in Messiah. <laughs>